0: around the state on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge from the recruiting trails to the offices of the LHSAA we'll have you covered now here's Kate Wazan Todd Black and Jimmy Roy
1: good evening and welcome to Louisiana Prep Weekly live tonight from walk-ons here in Town Center it is the place to be on a football Sunday And a football Saturday and a football Friday or any day football is on the TV because, well, heck, I've already forgotten how many TVs Trey told us are in here, but there's plenty and you'll catch every game and you'll stay well hydrated and there's plenty of food to be had for you and your family over here at walk-ons in town Center as We're munching on some uh, boom-boom shrimp and uh, one of our new favorites, the uh, onion strings. It's like thin onion rings. They're crispy and delicious.
2: These onion rings are some of the best. Mm -hmm. You know, they had a heck of a crowd at the walk-ons this morning. Everybody opened up early because of the Saints playing. Mm -hmm. All the walk-ons had huge crowds. I've seen some photos on social media. Um, Tough loss for the Saints, but what's new?
1: Yep, we won't talk too much about that at all. Uh, Coming up on tonight's show, uh, we look forward to a conversation with Scotlandville head football coach Ryan Cook. Coach Cook in his first year as the head coach of the hornets off to a great start a nice win defeating Rummel by one 35 34 we'll talk about that game and so far in the season and uh, now what's ahead for scotlandville is district four five a play uh comes in so uh scotlandville may be one of the i won't say sneaky because they're they're good you know they they they're a team maybe we haven't talked about too much but on that select division one side, a team you need to keep an eye on.
2: Well, you look at Scotlandville, they're three and one. They got the benefit of the car Comfort, forfeit, yep. which uh car was, <laughs> cars blowing everybody out. So what they did with Scotlandville is not a shock after you, look after you look at what they've done the rest of the season, but they've went to West Monroe, mm-hmm. lost a game that they led in the fourth quarter, 31 to 28. Only lost. Beat a good Rumble team, had a goal line stand at the end. Um, beat Madison Prep, so now sitting here three one. Their schedule's been really tough, and um, be interesting to see what Coach Cook has to say in his first year over there.
1: Todd Black not in uh, restaurant with us tonight, but we will catch up with the coach in the uh, bottom of the hour tonight, and then uh, wrap things up and look ahead next week. Pretty much everybody in district play next week, so that will be what we look for as we start the second half of the season. Before we do that we'll look back at week 5 uh, just a couple of days ago and first one that comes to mind Jimmy De La Salle gets the win over East Ascension 20 to 13.
2: You know East Ascension their schedule with Darnell Lee this year has been just absolutely brutal. Uh, Maybe too brutal? I, I think it's, it, it really was. Uh, but when you look at it, they're as prepared as anybody for anything. You know, you played Ash, you played Destrohan, you played Zachary. You went on the road to West Monroe. You played De La Salle. Your only win is at West Monroe in overtime. Uh, they're sitting on at like number twenty-three in the power ratings right now, which they're gonna have. They're gonna have some work to do. De La Salle. I mean, he's sitting held De La Salle as low as they've been all year. So they've played well. They just couldn't get it done. EA had three possessions inside the five-yard line and only got three points out of those possessions. So, when you get those chances, you got to capitalize. De LaSalle running back. We've talked about him. P.J. Martin has been phenomenal. They held him. This sounds crazy, but they held him in check to 175 yards because he's been averaging about 240 a mm-hmm. game. So, they did a good job with him. It was 7-3 at half, and Martin broke two in the second half. But – um, it's going to be interesting them going forward. You got a rival game this week coming up at the pit against Santa Mal. Uh when you, when you look at it, it's kind of a must win now for Darnell Lee and the Spartans, but you can throw the records out for that game, but it should be a good one. And uh, I like where they are, but I question where they are also. And if-
1: you were saying on Friday, you like having that game at the midway point of the season. As opposed to
2: this, this is a game traditionally played to the end. I do, because here's why. When you play a rival, I know when we were coaching at Redemptress and we played Parkview in week 10, right? The, it was so, it was in every newspaper. It was on every TV. It was so it was all well, you heard all was, week, it right? It was all you heard. And in the game itself was so physical, so physical. And it's kind of when you go to week 10. 11 in the playoffs, you kind of have a letdown. And if you're a middle-of-the-pack team, or in the not middle-of-the-pack team, but in the middle of the power ratings, you can be yeah. good in the middle of the power ratings, and then you got a tough week, uh, round one team to play, it puts you in a little bit of a bind because it's like a trap game early in the year when you're playing somebody the following week that you're really looking up to and you're playing against an average team. Mm-hmm. It, it could hurt you. So I, I do. I like this game being week six instead of week ten. Though Then those teams, if they're fortunate enough to make the playoffs, then they can refocus and look at what's ahead.
1: Catholic High Bears win on the campus of uh, Southern University on Friday. They beat George Washington Carver out of Alabama, 42-36. Second time playing a team from out of state. And you go back to that week one loss to um, – our Lady of Good Counsel, and it came down to a late field goal by counsel. So, they've been in every ball game and had significant leads outside of that. Um, a team that's young in areas but continues to play well.
2: I think we've seen Calakai improve offensively every week. And I said this Friday night, I think Zach Morris, offensive coordinator over there, has done a really good job. One week you'll see him run run the football a lot, just like last week with Barry Remo. He goes for 200 and something. And then this week you get a good pass performance from Daniel Beal. So, their balance, they can attack you through the air. They can attack you through the ground game. Coach Seminole was worried about the inside run game early in the year. I think they've gotten better by that. Shelton Sampson this past week had a clutch catch for first down. He finished the game with eight catches for 126 yards and a couple touchdowns. Daniel Beal, 19 for 30, 264 yards and three touchdowns. Carver's quarterback had a big night, though. 17 for 26, 354 yards and five touchdowns. If there's a concern to me, it is the Calicut defense. And I think the Lawson kid is the only one that they have returning at linebacker, maybe one. Oh, they have a defensive lineman, one of the Johnson twins, and everybody else is new. But they've given up, as you can see the other night. Pass a lot of passing yards. They've had games where they've given up a lot of rushing yards. I want to say they uh, held Carver to eight
1: rush. in the first half. Yeah. And then it just and it, it's been different because like earlier in the season it felt like the second half or maybe, maybe it was it's, the first. It, it's back and forth. It's
2: back and forth. They'll play good in spurts and then you think, okay, they fix some things and then you'll come back and you'll see them. Okay, what do they do? What's happening here? A lot of it's contributed to the youth of it. Um, it's going to be interesting going through district. I, th- I think they're right now. They have to be the favorite over Zachary, especially unless Eli's Holstein is healthy. Scotlandville may have something to say about it, but right now, I just think Catholics Catholics improving week by week, and there they could get scary good.
1: Another matchup from Friday. St. James, Coach Levante Davis, if you missed our conversation, it's online on the man at 1045ESPN.com or through the free ESPN Baton Rouge mobile app. Coach Levante Davis and the St. James Wildcats get the win over Woodlawn, 30-27, uh,
2: nice win. Uh, the comeback is yeah. the story of this game. St. James, they overcame a two-touchdown deficit in the fourth quarter, scored 24 points in the fourth quarter to win at 30-27. They scored the go-ahead touchdown, with what, 16 seconds left? The game really turned when Zaylin Brown, the defensive back, had a 50-yard interception return for a touchdown, they scored two touchdowns within like 16 seconds or so. And that really propelled them to that win. Woodlawn's wide receiver, Clayton Adams, he had a big night though also. 10 catches, 35 yards, 135 yards, and also 183 yards of all-purpose offense.
1: The game that was featured as the Game Time on Your View match on TV on Friday night featured STM, St. Thomas More, and Denham Springs. It was the Cougars that came out victorious, 42-21. There's a lot Coach Beard can take away from this ball game, plus a key that Jimmy always harps on that he saw and uh, was impressed. Quarterback's working under center. This ball game. Yeah,
2: that's something you don't see anymore. You saw Denham Springs under center. You saw them get in a huddle and call a play. I like that. I'm old school, but I do like that. Denham Springs showed some wrinkles, and that's the first time I've seen them this year, but they have showed me some things that I haven't seen them do. Yeah, uh, I did like that. STM just started so fast in this game. They scored on their first four possessions. Now, Denham Springs answered. Their first possession had a 15-play drive that took up, ooh, I think it was 10 minutes and 40 seconds, if I'm not mistaken. It was a perfect drive, but they just couldn't get off of the field against STM. And look, it wasn't because they had guys running wide open. They hit them with a couple screens for some big plays, and then they made a, a throw in the back of the end zone. It was just a guy was blanket coverage on him. It was just a perfect throw. And – Denham Springs answered it in the third quarter. They got it back. It was 28-7 20, uh, at half. Denham made a run in the third quarter, closed it to 28-21, got a fumble, recovered it, and ended up putting together a little drive, but they got stopped short, turned over on downs on the 25-yard line. But Sam Altman for STM, there's one of two quarterbacks that play Will Taylor also. He had a big night. Like I said, he was so accurate, 22-26. 283 yards and a couple touchdowns. And here's another thing. Dem Springs played their sophomore quarterback Jerry Horn. He was 21 to 34. I thought he was really impressive. He did some really good things. He showed some poise for a young guy. He got a little bit of experience last year as a freshman, but he had 241 yards. And again, he played in place of Reese Mooney. From what I'm being told, it was a coach's decision. I have not reached out to coach Beard at all this week. Uh, I don't know if there was anything going on behind the scenes or it was just, hey, let's give this kid a chance in this environment. They also played without their game breaker in, in Ray McNeely, who, from what I understand, has a dislocated shoulder is, is what your view was reporting during the game. Uh, and he's their big play threat. He's the guy that every time he touches the football, well, first, every time he lines up, you better know where he is. And then every time he touches football, he can go the distance. Mm-hmm. So they, they also played without him. But I do think, like Lake said, I think Coach Beard learned, I said this Friday night, I think they probably learned more about their team this week than they did in their first four games. And it, it wasn't a terrible performance by them.
1: I think they set themselves up pretty well as they get ready to uh, open up district play next week. And, and, you know, looking back, I think you're right. You've gone through a couple of games where maybe you weren't as challenged as you certainly were on Friday night, but you get ready for Live Oak, Santa Ma, EA, down the road. Those situations are going to be uh, so much more. Uh, at least there's there's help seeing some adversity on Friday And another
2: night. thing, Denham Springs still hasn't played a home game. They won't play a home yeah, game very until week seven. New stadium. If the stadium is finished like it's supposed to be, and I don't know, that's two weeks away and they'll host Santa Ma, so –
1: one more to get to. Uh, Dutchtown gets the win over another uh, George Washington Carver. This one out of New
2: Orleans. 37-15. That's two in a row for the Griffins and Coach Godmichoretta. They needed it. They needed it because the first couple weeks they couldn't score. Uh, struggled in the first half, down 15-7. to seven. The big thing was they scored 30 unanswered points in the second half. Two running backs had good nights. Gary Dukes, uh, 19 carries, 150 yards, two touchdowns. A.K. Burrell, who's also a defensive back, Had six carries for 108 yards. Dutchtown rushed for 425 yards on the night, Friday night. They played three quarterbacks. Their starter got injured. They went to the sophomore. sophomore. And then they went to the Perant kid, Pearson Perant, as the third quarterback. They started sending pressures so much on the young sophomore. So, they put in uh, Pearson, who was a two-year starter before this year, who's moved to a slot position as a receiver to help the team. He was able to do some zone read type stuff where they kept crashing backside, crashing backside, and he was able to rush for forty something yards on just a few carries. Yeah. But just him having that threat kept Carver honest and allowed Town to have a big second half.
1: Congratulations to uh, Area Teams getting the win on Friday night and in Week Five, and we are we are rolling right along as we are looking forward to starting district play if you haven't already, in week six as we get into the second half of the season. When we get back, Scott Laville, as we mentioned, getting the win, a nice win over Rummel. And we'll speak with the head coach of the Hornets, Ryan Cook, when we return, Kate Wazze and Jimmy Roy. We are live tonight from walk-ons in Town Center. This is Louisiana Prep Weekly on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. Welcome back to Louisiana Prep Weekly, Gade Wazze and Jimmy Roy joined uh, here at walk-ons in town center and we're jumping on the cardinal financial hotline to speak with uh for the first time our chance to speak with scotlandville head football coach ryan cook coach cook thanks so much for a couple minutes with us here on sunday night we
2: really appreciate
1: it no problem thank you for having
2: me coach coach big win last friday big win last friday against rumble huh
3: Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Um, you know, for us, uh, the win versus a great program, you know, was, was excellent, but just being able to get a win um, in, this, in this tough nine
2: district that we had was is uh, really, really good. Coach, that's back-to-back two really tough road trips you've taken. You went up to West Monroe, lose the game that you led in the fourth quarter and then to <laughs> Rommel. Uh, looking at your schedule, I mean, it's been very tough. You play a team out of Oklahoma, I think, in the – up in Shreveport, you've went to West Monroe, you've went to Rumble, you've hosted Madison Prep, you've hosted Carr. I don't think there's anything that your k- kids aren't prepared for for the rest of the district and the playoffs.
3: Yeah, we're we're definitely a battle-tested team. Um, Coach coaching staff has has been doing well with with adjusting and making you know getting better with preparations, and and so has the players. Uh, again, uh, this, this this pre-district that we have had is one that you know one for the ages really
2: <laughs> Well coach, this is your first year as a head coach. you're coming from Madison prep with Coach Landry Williams over there um, as that you were there DC. What have been some of the biggest differences you've had to handle or adjust to or the difficulties of being a head coach now over the whole program <laughs> instead of just the defense coordinator over the defensive team?
3: Well, I mean, uh, to be honest with you, it was definitely, uh, um, you know, a, a big change for me because I'm normally a, a, a in-tune guy with, with you know, and being a defensive coordinator, every single thing that goes on with the, the opponent's offense, um, you know, and with my guys with defense, you know, I'm kind of a blue-collar, a blue-collar guy. So I didn't mind being on the field, working, uh, figuring it out, watching film. So it's transformed from that to, you know, uh, being on the phone and, and taking care of emails so <laughs> so for me its definitely be a a change that I had to adjust to uh just understanding the balance the balance with it um and you know uh, we have a uh, you know roughly a hundred kids in the program and you know so that's that's one of the things that you know I had to adjust adjust with and taking care of the, you know understanding each and every kid and uh, that's in the program and you know even sometimes with their family life you know being involved with that as well
1: well coach you know you know the value, certainly, of the team behind you or, or to your left and right. Tell us a little bit about um, your coaching staff and what they mean to you. Well,
3: i um, start out with um, my offensive and defensive coordinator, um, H- uh, Hansoni Highland, um, our offensive coordinator. Um, our relationship goes back pretty much to my first stint with Scotlandville in 2016 and 17, where we were. Pretty successful, being able to, uh, be know, hate to use the word, but it is what it is. A runner-up in the um in the state championship game. Um, also coach uh in 2016, and also we have coach uh Colbert who's been with the program for uh, probably I think roughly eight years now. Um, and he was also on the staff with with that 2016 um team when we made it to the to the to the dome. Um, so you know we are, we have those I have those two guys. So we. We kind of look back at some of the things that went on when we were successful like that. So, um, you know, our relationship is pretty good and we kind of understand what the team needs right now. Um, I also have um, Coach uh, uh, Marvin Yates, my linebacker coach. We have uh, Coach Sparrow and uh, Thomas Sparrow, who, who was, uh, you know, he was able to, he was an understudy. He went to Parkview Baptist. He finished from Parkview Baptist and was able to get two championship rings with Coach you know what I'm saying? So, you know, he has some experience with, with a good program and a good team um, should look like. Um, have Coach uh, uh, Henderson, Stefan Henderson, who's a DB coach down in Washington. Um, he was able to, in high school, play at, at Baker, where they was a runner-up in the Dome back in, I think, that was 2001, 2002. Um, you know, have Coach Doug Coleman, um, his son, um, you know, Coleman from Zachary. Is, is, is his son, so you know. Finished, I think he finished in 15 or 16, I think. So he has a lot of experience with you know, you know, big programs. So our staff definitely understands. We have Coach Reginald Brewer, who's you know, he's an older coach now, um, at, you know, and he was able to coach on a staff with you know, when Capital was a, a runner-up, um, you know, way back in 2000. So all the coaches have some type of experience, um, either recent or. Either recent history or, um, you know, a few years ago, where, you know, they were able to be in some some championship situations. So, uh, I'm 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 grateful for them, and they've been doing a great job with helping this so team.
2: You, so you were on staff with Levante Davis. Yes, yes, I was on staff oh, with man. Coach Davis in 1617.
3: Um, my coaching that, experience goes way back with with Coach Valdez, it's his first year <laughs> head coach at McKinley. So, so that's our know, guy that, that, there. That, that's my yeah, Coach Valdez. That was my first coach. That was, um, and actually, I don't know if you remember the situation and how that things transpired with Coach Valdez and Coach Davis and the St. James situation. When I got to Scotlandville, Coach Valdez was really the head coach. That's right. But a month later, he decided to go to St. James, which worked out for him pretty good. And yeah. Coach Davis just picked, take, took over. So that's
2: he took over for was. him at, at Scotland. We had Coach Davis on Friday night. I mean, those, those are two of our guys right there, man. I love those oh, guys. Yeah, great, great, great people, great coaches also. Right, uh, right. Let's talk a little bit about some of your players. Uh, I, I, we everybody knows about T. Seven Milligan, Hubert. Uh, let's start. Let's start with those guys because they're special.
3: Well, those. I mean, things are new. Um, you know, even though you know those, all of those guys are definitely playmakers. They all have. They all have different roles now. You know, um, um, T. Set. You know, we understand what type of athlete he is and what he can do. Um, you know, um, it's just unbelievable. But He's just a playmaker. You know, the thing that had impressed me is just his, his playmaking ability. Um, I'm, I'm like, you know, even if you just look at one of the touchdowns versus Madison Prep, you know, where he just picked up a fumble and was able to get a touchdown out of it. Uh, kind of similar, again, he's going down for a sack on Friday and was able to get the ball to Milligan, who scored a touchdown out of it. You know what I mean? So that's some of the intangibles that he possessed for just what we could do on the field. I mean, of course, I feel like the kid can throw the ball with the best of them, you know, um, and he's proven that. So that part is, is solid. But his leadership abilities as a quarterback has really, really grown, and I think that has actually helped the team more than anything. Um, you know, he's, you know, right now he's that guy. He's really that guy in the locker room, um, and, and people want to step up for him. Um uh,
2: well, come- is just
3: – yeah, I'm sorry.
2: Go ahead. Go ahead about Hubbard. He's playing both deep, uh, yeah, and H- wide H- receiver. H-
3: H- Hubbard. H- H- um, I mean, you know, you pretty much gonna have to put two on him. I mean, uh, versus Madison Prep, you know, uh, they just had two on him. I mean, two, two people on him. I mean, there's just no other way to, to cut it. He's a playmaker, um, and so he just always able to, to to get the ball in his hands, and, and when he does get the ball in his hands, he's just kind of looking for something electric to happen. Um, you know, so that that's. Hubbard situation and Milligan being a, on last year with Milligan being a primarily defense. Um, and of course, he kind of think running back is one of those things. He didn't mind doing a two-way thing, but running back is kind of where we need him the most right now. Uh,
2: and you know, he, he's replacing two guys that was, I mean, you could right. argue they were the two be, they were the best duo of running backs in the state. And, and like you said, last year he was a hell of a player as a linebacker, one of the leading tacklers in the area. If not, the leading tackler, and then you move him over to the offense side, and he hasn't missed a beat. Right,
3: and then you know, I guess it's a good thing for him because again, me being a defensive-minded guy, you know what those defensive coaches want to do? We want <laughs> we want to run the ball. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, with him, you know, um, you know, getting back into the rhythm of things, um, you know, getting some carries. I think it's a breakout game, admin versus uh, Madison Prep, You know, which is week three. I um, mean, you know, he just he's just been doing. Terrific, and we just again glad to have him he think he's in the rhythm he's staying healthy um you know kind of understanding what it takes now um he, but more than anything he, he you know he's doing it for the team um kind of hard to get him on the field at all uh, for defense so uh we just had to make an adjustment and understanding that you know him running the ball is just as good as him playing good defense <laughs> you know every time he gets the first down you know decent take a seat so you have time to to, 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 to work on that
1: we're here with Scotlandville head football coach Ryan Cook on Louisiana Prep Weekly, Kate Wazan and Jimmy Roy. Coach, you mentioned T-Set and his ability to kind of always being able to seemingly to keep a play alive and something I that, that popped out looking at the stat sheet coming into this week that, um, you know, 106 attempts, only two interceptions, very smart with the football and knows maybe there's that difference between I'm about to go down and I can get it to somebody or maybe... Maybe I need to take the sack. Maybe I need to throw it away. But maybe the decision making of a quarterback uh, is something maybe is just it goes beyond uh, what you can teach. Right, right. And
3: well, I think again, you know, he set's kind of, you know, leadership ability and where his mindset is is just so much team first. You know, even, you know, you know, you're talking about a mature kid now. Even after a loss, <laughs> you know, which you're trying to teach, trying to take stuff out of the loss make his team better, you know, make himself better, you know. So, you know, getting on guys when it's, you know, when they don't do their responsibility or do their assignments, you know, he's, you know, he. I think he really has a total package. Um, again, I'm just, you know, I can't say enough about his leadership ability and, you know, and just kind of doing whatever it takes. That's kind of what, you, what, what, what you're getting, I guess what I'm saying, or whatever it takes attitude as far as just helping his team. And, you know, and of course his job on the offense is to kind of, um, you know, make sure that his offense is working how it's supposed to. Um and you know, he have a never say die attitude. Sometimes it gets a little bit out of, out of hand, but you know, sometimes supposed to be like, Okay, that's enough. But he has a never say die attitude in a play. Um and which is yeah, of course we've seen how that has helped us. Don't you, helped you have
2: them. offensive linemen committed to Houston?
3: Yeah, well offensive line we do have uh Jamal, um Jamal Franklin. Um he you know, he's he's he had to sit out in the pretty much most of the summer, so he's pretty much just getting back into the things, which is I think I, I'm. It's perfect timing for us because it's district, so um, you know getting back in shape and just understanding the whole whole thing. I, you know he's in his prime right now for it, just season wise. And we also have Hamza Rahman. Um, um, he 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 hadn't committed yet, but he does have a few few offers. I uh, uh, think Nichols may have offered him. Um, you know, so those are my t- tackles. Um, you know, we also have Lani Brand, who, who's a two-year starter. So he, we had some experience, experience there, and we also have Dale Evans, who's also a, a two, a two-year starter. So, of the line has just gotten better. That's kind of what I've been preaching um, to them. Um, um, you know, just continue to get better, continue to work again. You know, um, you know, we got T. Set behind us, and we got Milligan behind us. So hey, you got You got a job to do.
2: Right. But Coach, uh, before you, you get into district play, you, you start next week. I believe you all play at Central, if I'm not mistaken. But what are some of the areas – what would you call the strength of your team right now? And moving forward in the district, what would be some of the areas that you know you have to improve on?
1: Well,
2: um, I guess it's obvious. I mean, I don't know
3: how many people have been keeping up. But, you know, people have been able to get some things on us, um, which is unlikely, you know, or, or you know, not normal the norm for for one of my defenses or one of my teams or whatever, so they've been able to get some positive plays in the air. Um, But, you know, we've been stopping the run pretty good, and I think we did pretty good versus West Monroe, understanding the type of team that they have and the things that they want to do on offense. But, you know, I I think that, you know, I'm such of a team person. Um, The offense versus defense things, you know, you can kind of throw those in the air and figure out what we want to get better at. Um, But I think our strength is pretty much having the ability to to continue to play through adversity. Uh, that's kind of one of the things that we've been preaching um, since I got there in January. And myself and the coaching staff is just being able to, um, you know, do the, do the good things or do the basic things well or do the basic things great. And, you know, have a never-say-die attitude. I always have the will or I always want to have the uh, to will, the will to, to, to do whatever it takes and just kind of believe. That's kind of what, you know, the strength, I would say the strength is of the team right now. Um, you know, we'll get better. Again, we're – this is a new – not really a new defense, um, but we have a lot of new people in, 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 in places, in, in different places. Um, new offense, not really a new offense altogether, but, you know, some things are different. So, Right. Um, I think, again, that pre-district test really – this pre-district schedule would, you know, really gave us a good test. On, it's prepared um, you stuff. for everything. That's, That's definitely prepared, prepared so. you for everything, no it, doubt. It doesn't feel good sometimes, you know, leaving the car game or – Leaving the, West Monroe, <laughs> leaving the West Monroe game, um, you know, on, a, on, a, on the start on the end of the stick. But, you know, it, it, it definitely helped us.
2: Right. What are um, – have you made any major program changes that some of the things they used to do that you said, okay, we're not doing this this way. We're going to do it my way. Any major changes or are you just tweaking it here and there?
3: Um. Well, program-wise, I'm not really sure um, how many changes you know, it is. But, you know, I'm always, you know, I was one of them coaches where I pay attention to the success that other head coaches have had. You know, able to talk to, you know, even, you know, of course I told you about relationships with, you know, Landry Williams and Coach Davis and Coach Valdez and Coach Robert Signator, who I spend a lot of time with. You know, even going to St. Charles and talking to Coach Stein for, you know, you know, so it's, you know, and I don't want to leave anybody out, but, you know, Whatever success is, you know what I mean, that's that's kind of one of the things that I pay attention to um, and, and, and put emphasis on. So program-wise, I'm not sure. We're just, you know, you know, my, my knowledge and I've, and I've been around, you know, I'm just grateful, you know what I mean, and it's just blessing I use those opportunities that, with the people that I've talked with and, and places that I've been um, to just kind of help me out, you know. In Madison Prep, the, the, the shortest season I had was the third round, a third-round um, playoff trip. Um, so, you know, being able to go to Union and play Union, you know, Union Paris, Sterlington, um, you know, all over, just, you know, I learned from, from experience. You know what I mean? So it's just one of them things where every little thing that, I, that I'm that i able to witness and, and, and the people that I'm able to be around, I just want to try to implement those things into the program. Um, so, you know, that was one of them things. It's like, you know, when people hear about the people that I've coached with and, uh, some of the teams that I've played, um, and some of the players that I've had to face. You, you got when I was in McKinley, we, we, we played, I played against Darius Geis and, you know, um, Landon Collins, you know, they were in the district, you know, so I've seen players, you know I mean? but that was a 5A district that, you know, during those times, you know, those kids were, you know, they had some pretty good kids on those teams, which, you know, so. You know, people Say, wow. Yeah, well, yeah. I was, I was able to see some, some great quarterbacks too, as well. So <laughs> in that district, I've been the five A, in the five A um, realm, um, every every all of the years that I coached except for those four years at Madison Prep, which was still play some tough teams then. And, and again we was able to go deep
2: in the playoffs um, every time. Well, Coach. Uh, I mean, Cade, You know, when you when you look at what Coach Cook's doing, he's going from the defense coordinator. If I'm not mistaken, this is his first head job. And you go from you're worried about the defense. That's it. Now you have to make sure you have officials lined up. We saw that last week where our team had to forward. You got to make sure you have buses. You got to make sure pregame meal. You got to make sure eligibility. You got to make sure who's washing the clothes who's washing the uniforms and things. It's a whole other world. Sounds like uh, Coach Cook's doing a lot of really good things over there at Scotlandville. They've played as tough a schedule as anybody in the country, in, in the state right now. They're prepared for a good little run here coming up. And, uh, Coach Cook, thank you for taking up a little bit of your time. I know you t- you walked away from staff meetings to join us for a few minutes, so we appreciate you and want to wish you the best of luck the rest of the way. No problem. Again,
3: Coach, uh, Thanks. thanks for having me.
1: Thank you. There you go, Coach Ryan Cook from Scotlandville. Jimmy and I will take a break. We'll be right back here to walk-ons in Town Center. This is Louisiana Prep Weekly.
0: ESPN Baton Rouge.
1: Hey, welcome back to Louisiana Prep Weekly. Kate Waz and Jimmy Roy here from Walk-Ons in Town Center, a home away from studio. Thanks again to Scotlandville head football coach Ryan Cook for joining us tonight. If you missed anything from that conversation, uh, you're going to catch it on demand at 1045ESPN.com or the free ESPN Baton Rouge mobile app. Just go to the home page and look under Louisiana Prep. You've got a section for Louisiana Prep School Board and for Louisiana Prep Weekly. And under Louisiana Prep Weekly, you'll find tonight's show.
2: He's coached a- under some really good coaches. I, I didn't realize yeah. that because he's a first-year guy, and that's the first time we've talked to him. But coaching under Coach Valdez, Coach Davis, Coach Williams over at how, Madison how great Prep. great
1: those resources? Yeah. yeah.
2: And, and another thing that I really liked that stood out to me was him reaching out to Wayne Stein and going down there to St. Charles and say, hey, how do you do things? And when you're willing to learn and, and take advice from other coaches like that, he's got he's got a really good coaching tree that he's been under, and he's reaching out to other people for advice. I like what he had to say.
1: So what stood out, yeah, I, I think first and foremost, he's got a, a real good network of coaches that he knows, the ability to go out and reach out to somebody like Coach Stein, hey, you guys are successful. What makes you successful? And he said one of the strengths of his team – um, is how they battle through adversity, knowing that nothing's ever going to be one way or the other. Right. And how do you get from those peaks and valleys? Good interview. Yeah. It really was. Now, coming up this week, week six, you can stay tuned. We'll let you know our schedule uh, coming up here in, uh, in the coming days. But you will have Louisiana prep preview Friday night at 6. And then on uh, Friday night at 7 o'clock, Look forward to Catholic High as they get ready to take on Liberty. That'll be the opening of District 4-5A play. So Catholic High and Liberty, 645 pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff, and immediately following that game, it'll be the Week 6 edition of the Lake Urgent Care Lake After Hours Louisiana Prep Scoreboard Show.
2: Halfway point, Kate. We're mm-hmm. through it. You mentioned Liberty. It's going to be interesting to see. I think Caleb Jackson, LSU, committed running back for Liberty. is going to be – they're going to – Test him a little bit this okay. week, seeing, seeing how his ankles held up or how much it's how far along he's come to see if he's ready to go. I, I don't know that it'll make a difference, but it'll be good to see him back on the field when he you know he was injured in week one. So it'd be good to see him back.
1: Yeah, Liberty coming off their uh, first win of the season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, forty to twenty-seven win over LaRanger this past week. Um, a tough non-district schedule, Southern Lab, Pearl River, Denham Springs, all teams uh, either at 500 or better. And now you're about to enter a very tough district play. You know, you're looking inside that district. You got Woodlawn, who's been a little back and forth, um, you know, start out 0-2 in the season. You bounce back with wins over Carver um, and a win over Edie White, which I think is probably the most impressive so far. Um, and then, you know, a close one. Comeback win. Yeah.
2: Comeback win against E.D. White, where E.D. White's defense is known not to give up much.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They were able to do it. were able to overcome that one. But this Thursday, they get to host Zachary High School. That's the big at one. At Woodlawn. Yep. It's on ESPN or ESPN2, ESPNU. I'm not sure which network of ESPN it's going to be on, but it'll be there. You know, it was set up with because of Ricky Collins and Eli Holstein, the LSU commit, Alabama commit. Holstein was injured a couple of weeks ago. Hunter Spangler went in and played quarterback last week when Zachary went to Wyona, Mississippi. They come away with a big win, a 40-something, to 12, 49-12, something like that. 49-14. Okay, 49-14, yep. good win for them. The question that I have is will Holstein be back? It was originally said, four to six week injury recovery. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't reached out to Coach Brew to find out, and I yeah. don't know if he would tell me at this point. But <laughs> you know, he, a short week, yeah, yeah. You know, ESPN wants it. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, he's not going to be playing for ESPN if he's not healthy. Coach Brew's not going to put him out there. So, yeah. TV or not, right? You, gotta, you got to bigger, bigger. He's goals. He's looking out for the sake of his kids. But that is. That's the highlight game of the weekend. It's going to be Thursday night. You got a lot of good Thursday night games, Kate. Um, Walker goes to Dutchtown, Denham Springs at Live Oak. You got Zachary at Woodlawn. Um, so, uh, and of course, that's again because of the shortness of officials. Uh, then Friday night, we'll have another another big week also at EA at Santa Mall, a couple of them, Plaquemine at Brulee, Scotlandville at Central will be some of them that we're keeping an eye on.
1: We'll take a break, and we'll come back to wrap up tonight's show. This is Louisiana Prep Weekly, live from walk-ons in Town Center on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge.
0: Louisiana Prep Weekly on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge.
1: Welcome back. Just a couple more minutes here on Louisiana Prep Weekly, live from walk-ons in Town Center. remind you that... uh, Anytime footballs playing, you got walk-ons near you. Whether it's here at uh, Town Center location out in Zachary, one of our favorites, also out in Prairieville, it is a place to be. Get the family together, get the guys together, get the ladies together. Come on out and uh, hang out here at Walk-ons. And uh, before we get out of here, you know we had Coach Ryan Cook on tonight, but really great conversations on Friday night. Levante Davis, who apparently is. Uh, you know, a good colleague and friend of Coach Cook. Um, but first-time conversations, uh, Graham Jarrett from over at De South. If you missed that, it's all on demand. Uh, Coach Chad Davis from over at Sam Houston. Coach Jarrett Ball from over at Ruston. Um, I think we covered every corner of the state we on did. Friday night.
2: We did go all around. We had uh, some notable performances uh, throughout the state this week. Arch Manning, seven touchdowns in their win. guy by the name of quarterback Gray Walters from Benton. I still got people telling me, I know it's silly, that he's a bit overrated. Oh, I just, yeah, they, I, they're I, crazy. But uh, Gray Walters from Benton, 22 for 31, 516 yards, eight touchdown passes. Wow. Uh, Huntington quarterback Cam Evans, seven touchdown passes, and they went over Minden. Um, North Central won their third straight after 40 straight losses. So, congratulations to nice. them. Um Haynesville coach David Johnson won his 200th game. He joins his father Red, who Red Franklin, who had won over 300 coaches uh, wins up at at Haynesville. But this is the first father-son duo to each achieve 200 wins. Pretty special moment for those guys. Kate, I think if I'm not mistaken, there were 37 teams going into Friday night that were undefeated. I think they're down to around 23. I haven't counted them. 100% yet, but that's uh, 15 of them lost last week. Slaughter Charter, 5-0 and on the season with a win over Northeast. Mm-hmm. The water gets a little deeper this week coming up with Jules Sumner, but it's a winnable game, so congratulations to those guys. Um, about it, but yeah, good week of last week of high school football. Yeah, some, some teams out of the area, Sophie
1: B. Reich at their first loss of the season. John F. Kennedy, which is a school – I know I'm not super familiar with, but they had a decent season last year, and they seem to be continuing to roll. A I think bit they're this four year. and one. Their only loss yeah. was
2: early in the year to uh, Santa Mau. So, it was,
1: uh, interesting time of the year as uh, the weather was fantastic this weekend. It was great to go catch a ball game. Uh, I'm sure that won't should be again this week. It's okay, supposed to be okay, perfect
2: okay. again this weekend. It's going to be like it has for the last couple of weeks again. Friday night be cool. Get out there and support the
1: makes it nice to your go local out team. Makes nice, it nice to go out and catch a ball game. For Grant back in the studio, we appreciate him. You'll catch that episode if you missed anything tonight on demand. If you missed anything from Friday night on demand. For Coach Todd Black, for Jimmy Roy, for Grant back in the studio, for Coach Ryan Cook from Scotlandville, I'm Kate Wasson We will see you Friday night for Louisiana Preview when we start up another week right here on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge.